it's an interesting um, set of stories in our gospel today because we have these tax collectors and they're coming and they're they're complaining about people and they they're saying everybody are sinners and and there's no reason to rejoice there's the life is but they have come here now to challenge Jesus one more time and through the scriptures we see that he gets challenged by them many many times you want to say to them how stupid are you because they keep coming back and he keeps putting it right in their face every time and they just keep coming back so Jesus tells these stories about the the sheep now if you have 99 or 100 sheep and you lose one, you're not going to run back for that one because the other 99 would probably just walk off and go off a, diff, a cliff. So you don't want to just lose everything. So, you know, a 99 is still an A. You know, you don't have to have 100% every time. But in our gospel, Jesus is saying, but my love is so much. Of course, he's also the Son of God, so he has a pretty good idea he's going to make it through this journey. But he tells us over and over, never give up. And it's the same with the woman with the coins. You know, she invites, she has ten coins. She loses one. She invites all of her friends and her families and her neighbors to come in, and they celebrate. They probably spent two coins doing it. Okay? And he's saying that's okay because there's always time to rejoice. There's always time to celebrate the goodness of our God. It all depends on how I start looking at life. It says there's more joy in heaven over one sheep that's lost or one coin that's found. But we're talking about heaven. We're not talking about earth. And sometimes on earth we get so earthly that we forget the things of heaven. And he's saying, celebrate every day as a gift from God. Now, as I started thinking about this, I thought to myself, it's all about how we see life. So let me give you a little story. Um, when I was in Lafayette, there were six parishes in Lafayette. Only one of the parishes, very conveniently, answered their phone at night. The other five did not. They had an answering machine, you could leave something, but if you were in the middle of the night and you were dying, they didn't come. So everybody in town knew that, so they called us at St. Lawrence. So I had this phone call one early morning, and I took the call, and they said, we need to have an anointing, and I said, I can come over right now. No, 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 don't come now, it's not an emergency. Now I wanted to say, why are you calling at two in the morning if it's not an emergency? But. But I bit my tongue because every now and then I can be nice. And so I said, well, when do you want us to come? And they said, any time today. And I said, well, I have mass at noon for First Communion kids. And then can I come after that? And they said, certainly. So now I'm kind of mad. Okay, I'm thinking, I can't believe they called at this hour. And now I'm not going to be going for another 12 hours to, to get to their place. But it was okay. So I went to First Communion, got the kids, gave them their First Communion, jumped in the car, and went to West Lafayette. I was given a number and a name. It was a name that I could not say because it was an African name, and it was a long name. And so I got to this apartment, and I knocked on the door, and this young woman opened the door, and when I got there, she said, Father, and I said, I'm looking for, and I tried to say this. She said, don't say that. And I said, okay, what should I say? And she said, 
my mother's name is Martin. I thought, well, that's kind of strange. I said, okay. So we started up the stairs, and then two young African men came around the corners, and they said, Father. And I said, thank you for coming. They were doctoral students at Purdue. And they came around, and they said, let us tell you, our mother's pretty much out of it. Said, she was a wonderful, good woman. And the reason she named, she's named Martin is because she, her legal name on her passport was what you tried to say. But her name in her mind is Martin. And she said, because she was one of the African people from the, remember when we were young? Remember when we were young and we had the Biafrans? They were part of the tribe of Ibuk, and they were referred to as Biafrans. Now we call them Nigerians. And she said, when the Irish missionaries came to our village, every single person, over 5,000 of them, became Catholic. And she said, the Irish missionaries came, and they were with us for one year. And during that year, they taught us the faith. And at the end of the year, they baptized over 5,000 people in one day. And we thought we did great with 50-some this past year, you know? And she said, and from that day on, he baptized her Martin. And she's called herself Martin ever since. And as I thought about that, I thought, wow, you go someplace for one year and the entire village, and the Ibu people, who are these Nigerians, are phenomenal people of compassion and love. And they have such a deep, deep faith. In fact, we have several families of them now living here. A couple doctors who are Ibu came, and they have children in the school, and they're beautiful, beautiful people. But I tell you this because it's how we look at the world in which we live. I was all bent out of shape about them calling us and expecting us to be there in the middle of the night when they didn't. And at the end of the day, I made it to the first communion parties, which is all the thing I really cared about. I love that ice, that icing on that cake they have, you know? And so it's how we choose to see the world, and it's how we choose to live our lives. And this gospel is telling us to live our lives for Jesus Christ. Why? because really it's the only thing that makes sense.